Have you ever in your career ever met somebody who says, man, I love paying taxes? No. Never. Anybody like to get a root canal? Not one person's ever said no. I love to get a root canal. So if we don't like paying taxes and we're a society based on the fact that people run the organization, not the government. Why are we paying taxes? Why are we paying taxes, right? <laughs> I can tell you why. We start a movement for everybody no, to stop? No, no. Is that what you're trying to do? Paying taxes is good. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. My name's Kendall Stahl, and today I'm here with... Phil Cooper. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, too. This is going to be great. We're going to talk about taxes and retirement, Mm -hmm. which we love to talk about. Yep, we do. We're not a CPA, and we're not a tax attorney. We are not, but we sure see it every day, don't we? We do. Deal with it every day. Yeah. But when we get into it... Just know, talk to a CPA or a tax attorney of your own yes, before put, you go do anything yes, on your own. Yes, 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 yes. Put those people in your corner. Compliance, yeah. you know, we got to make them happy. Yes. Anyways, what have you been up to? Wow. It's a new year, right? Yeah. Exciting. Holiday season is behind us. Yeah. It's a great holiday season. Excited about the new year. So much going on in our world. Yep. So much good actually is going on in our world. Good going on in our family. Little ones are growing up. Boys are getting bigger. Yep. Everybody's having healthy. Birthdays. Having birthdays, Everybody yes. Everybody had birthdays and they're a year older. Yes. So I think it's great. I mean, I, I'm, I tell people all the time. I said to my wife recently, your mother-in-law, yep. I said to her, who wouldn't want to trade places with me? I've got the greatest marriage. I've got the greatest kids. And my grandkids, I know if you're a grandparent watching today, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to tell you right now. They don't hold a candle to my grandkids. I don't know what they do when they're at your house, but... Whatever they want. <laughs> they do something completely different when they're we, at my We house. took the word no out of the dictionary. It's actually scratched <laughs> off in the dictionaries in case they would happen to find a dictionary around my house. Yeah. No, things are good, buddy. Yeah. yeah. It's good to be on here with Greatest you Greatest son-in-law in the world. I agree with that. Yeah. So far. Also the only one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far, you are the greatest. Oh, my word. Well... I guess we all start with our question of the day. All right. What is it? Let's see here. I have not seen it yet. Let's let's go. All right. This one's from Karen from Dunlap. What is a good financial goal to have in investments by 60 years old mm. in average? So I guess she's wanting to know. How big should her bucket be, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's a great question. We answer that in a totally different way, Karen. Here's what I always say. First and foremost, and Kendall would agree with this too, that uh, it's good to have a bucket. It's good to have a bucket full of money. That's great. Yep. And your bucket can never be too big, by the way. I've never, in 20-some years of doing this, never once have I ever had anybody look at me and go, man, my bucket of money is just too doggone big. It can be too small, though, sometimes. Too small is a problem. <laughs> too big is not a problem. So people always say, how much do I need in my bucket? Yeah. My question is, that doesn't matter. Or my nope. answer is, that doesn't matter. Here's what matters. Income. Yep. Do you have enough income from a variety of sources? What are those sources? It could be a pension. It could be Social Security. You got it. There it could, could be, be no job. bucket and a great big pension. You better be fine. Believe. You're fine. Yeah, absolutely. It's, can you buy the groceries? Can yeah. I keep the lights on? Can I make the car payment? Can I buy gas for the car? Yep. If I've got that established, the size of the bucket That's minimal. No. Yeah. Have a plan, basically. You better believe it. Income plan. Make sure you got it figured out. The only time the size of that bucket matters is if a person is trying to leave behind yep. a very large bucket. And sure. even if they don't have it then, there's strategies in place. We can mitigate some of that off into some strategies we employ here at 210 Financial. But the, right. again, Karen, the point of that whole thing is this. The size of the bucket that you have of dollars is not as important in a good financial plan as the number of dollars coming in to your 
uh, life through income. Got it. So here's my challenge to Karen. When you get to 60, did she say 62? I think 60. 60 yeah. years old. What are your sources of income? Might be a job. Might be a pension. In a couple of years, it's probably going to be Social Security. Maybe you have some rentals. Maybe you have some farm income. Whatever. It doesn't matter what those things are. Look at that first and say, okay, if I don't show up tomorrow at work, do I have enough money coming in yeah. every month to do everything I need to do? And if the answer is yeah, don't worry about the size of your bucket. Yeah, makes sense. Size of the bucket kind of bleeds into today's topic, though. Okay. Taxes and retirement. Taxes, taxes, taxes. All right. So I guess we should probably start with um, – where taxes have been, where they're going. So Trump administration, love them or hate them, doesn't really matter, does it? They lowered lowered taxes for most Americans, Mm -hmm. and that's set to expire the end of 2025. Mm -hmm. Maybe we see some stuff shift around a little bit uh, before then, depending on what the Biden administration does. Mm -hmm. But they're as low as they've ever been. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everyone that talks to us, clients, prospective clients, anyone that's walking through our front door, has dollars in two buckets, right? And we call them a qualified bucket and a non-qualified bucket. Mm-hmm. And as you know, the difference between the two is how money's taxed. And any dollars in that qualified bucket, you have not paid taxes on yet. Mm-hmm. And you have a partner in the bucket, right? You do. Today, that partner is very generous. Yeah. I think they won't be in the future. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question, see if you know the answer to this. Oh, geez, put you put on, the on the spot. Let's have go. you ever looked back and thought, why do we pay taxes? <laughs> Because here's why. I would ask this question of everybody that comes into our firm. Yeah. Every Monday morning, you and I walk into the firm. So you're part of this and I'm part of this. Have you ever in your career ever met somebody who says, man, I love paying taxes? No. Never? They may like to get a root canal? Not one person's ever said, no. I love to get a root canal. So if we don't like paying taxes and we're a society based on the fact that people run the organization, not the government. Why are we paying taxes? Why are we paying taxes, right? <laughs> I can tell you why. We start a movement for everybody no, to stop? No, Is that what you're trying to do? Paying taxes is good. <laughs> let me tell you why. Now, that might get some people to raise an eyebrow, but let me yeah. tell you something. I have traveled this world, Kendall. You know this. Yep. I've literally been, if you name the country, I probably have put a foot in it at some point in my life. And no matter how great of a place I've traveled to and visited and then vacationed and did all this stuff, I don't care where I went, every time that airplane got back here on American soil, I literally wanted to walk off that plane, get on my knees and kiss the ground and say, thank God I'm back in America yeah. because it's the greatest country on planet Earth. It's really not as bad as what we think it is. It's not. We have problems here. Yeah. And we have, we're facing some headwinds, but it's still the greatest country on the planet. What's my point with that? How did it get so great? Strongest military. What's that take? Money. Dollars. Yeah, Where's those dollars come from? Paying taxes. taxes. We're the freest country in the world. We have the greatest infrastructure in the world. We have the greatest social programs. We all are looking forward to Social Security. We're all looking forward to Medicare. We're all yep. looking forward to Medicaid. We're all looking forward to uh, having a free society till death do us part and for yep. our kids. and our just, Well, how do you pay for all that? It's not free. It takes money. It takes tax, taxes mm-hmm. from, the, from the citizens. So, yeah, it seems like we're being taxed to death. Mm-hmm. And we are. They're high but not as high as they've been in the past. But look what we're getting for that. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of saying this. Pay unto Caesar what is Caesar's and not a doggone dime more. Yeah. I want freedom. I want good health care. Yeah. I want a strong military. I want my grandsons to have a life like I had. Mm-hmm. That's going to take taxes. So I'm willing to pay my fair share. Yep. I just don't want to pay everyone else's share. So the point of the show today is taxes and retirement. And I guess... We should talk a little bit of how it works. So taxable income. Mm-hmm. So I guess this person is retired now. So mm-hmm. maybe they're on Social Security. Maybe they're on pension. Okay. 
rental properties, whatever the case may be, that's all taxable income, I would okay. say, right? Agreed. Anyone, well, not anyone, everyone that lives in this country, pretty much everyone, I guess, has money in what we call a qualified bucket, which is a bucket of money that people haven't paid taxes on yet. Mm-hmm. 401k, IRA, 403b, um, SEP IRA, if you're self-employed, I don't know, list goes on and on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, they're going to poke a hole in that bucket and take money out, and they're going to have to pay taxes on that. Agreed. We said they had a partner in that. The partner is the IRS. And so our job is to figure out how do we reduce taxes for that person or that couple for the rest of their life. And especially right now, the answer may be paying a little more tax today on those dollars, paying a whole lot less over their lifetime by taking dollars out of that qualified bucket and moving it to maybe non-qualified, which is Roth IRA, Roth 401k, different things like that. Yeah, Roth conversion can be one of the most powerful legacy tools you have in your arsenal. So what Kendall's alluding to is we all have two types of money. One, the IRS has already taxed, or one they're going to tax, period. The one they've already taxed, I like for that bucket to be huge over your lifetime. The one they're going to tax, I'd like to see that get small over their lifetime. So what's, what's the strategy? Begin to at least consider taking some money from your IRA or from your 401k and getting it out of that bucket. And when money leaves a bucket, what happens? Taxes. Taxes happen, At but we do it. taxable dollars. Correct. We do it on the lowest tax rates we've ever seen in our country. Does it make sense to pay taxes when it's on sale? Yeah. Yep. If the sale goes away, we're going to pay higher taxes. So at least grab some of those dollars out of that IRA and 401k, pay some taxes on it, and get those dollars to live over here in a bucket that will never, ever be taxed again. And then if taxes go up in the future, you've already paid them. them. Yeah. And you paid them. And over here in that Roth thing we're talking about, that Roth mm-hmm. IRA, not only did you pay taxes on the money that went in there, when that Roth IRA grows, you don't pay taxes on the growth either. Right. It's a powerful, powerful tool. Everyone yeah. should at least take a look and see does it make sense for their situation. Yeah. Everybody always, at least what I've found, is always wants to, how do I reduce the amount of tax that i got to pay today? Yeah. And really the question should be, Hey, let's look at this thing over our lifetime, and let's try to try to make a plan uh, to reduce taxes over our lifetime, or mm-hmm. even beyond our lifetime as well. Mm, Obviously, absolutely. there's a few unknowns in there. But you know, we talk about my grandsons, your sons. I don't know what they're going to face. Yeah. It's going to be different than what I grew up in, probably. But here's, unless calamity happens, and it could, but yeah, unless sure. calamity happens, I'm probably not going to spend every dollar that I have to my name. I'm going to leave something to you kids. Yep. Or maybe not. I'll probably leave it right to the grandsons, but. Yeah, somebody's going to get something. <laughs> but do I want them having a large chunk of their inheritance going out to taxes? Not if I can help it. Sure. So how am I doing that? I'm doing conversions. I'm getting dollars over to Roth IRA. I'm mitigating against those risks today because there's new laws in place to save on an inheritance. So they've got to drain those IRAs and 401ks. My kids and grandkids have to drain that in 10 years. Yeah. Why? The government has accelerated. They're out of money in Washington, right? Yep. And they made that very clear. So they want those dollars. So I'm trying to get those dollars out of my life, tax dollars. Yep. So the dollars you kids and my grandsons do inherit someday will be tax-free. And somebody listening today is going, me too. Yeah. I'm probably not going to spend all my money. Mm-hmm. And it is important that the dollars go to my kids and not to the to the government. And yeah. take a look at converting dollars to Roth IRAs. Yeah. So the story goes basically that let's say um, you're 60 years old, uh, like Karen. She mm-hmm. worked her whole life. And she p- plowed money away into... Um, a 401k. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she did that, she got a, basically a tax break. She didn't pay taxes on the dollars that she put into the 401k. And she was told that was the greatest thing ever to do. Yeah. Right. 
And the reason for that was is because while she's working, that's going to be her highest income earning years. And then when she retires, so I guess let me back up. Those are supposed to be her highest income earning years. Mm -hmm. So why not pay less taxes while she's in a higher tax bracket? And then when she retires, her income is going to go down. And so she can take money out of that 401k and pay taxes on them then at, in supposedly a lower tax bracket, bracket yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that's the theory. And that's maybe the case for some people, but I'd say for a lot of the folks we say, or at least for me, I'm hoping that when I retire, I don't you have to more take money. Makeup. Absolutely. You're trying to look for more money. And so having a plan to deal with that, I think is good. A couple things to think about um, where Roth conversions can make a whole lot of sense for people. If you're married, eventually one of you is going to pass away, right? And you're going to go from filing as a joint tax filer, which are lower lower rates, yeah. lower rates, mm -hmm. and you're going to immediately start filing as a single tax filer. Which is higher rates, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of a little, a little thing to think about. A lot of people don't think about is most likely, unless you both go at the same time, taxes are going to be a lot higher at the end of life than maybe uh, there in yeah, the totally middle agree. of your life. Yeah, 100% agree. And that's something that is never even spoken about. No. They forget that if one of the spouses passes away, the remaining spouse now pays taxes at a single rate, yeah. which is considerably higher. Yeah. And that's included on the IRA and the 401k money. I think it all I think it all just goes back to back to people just worry about how do I pay the least amount right of taxes now. today. Yeah, that's all they care about right now. And some of you may know that if you have dollars in a 401k or an IRA in that qualified bucket, dollars that haven't been taxed yet, when you turn 72, um, the IRS is basically going to come knocking on the door, uh, so to speak, and say, hey, whether you mm -hmm. want to or not, it's time to start pulling dollars mm -hmm. out of those buckets. So mm -hmm. our office uh, is located in Morton, Illinois. Um, that's, so that's central Illinois. So one of the biggest companies that we have in our back door is CAT, uh, Caterpillar. And so I always kind of use that as an example. But let's say you retired from CAT. You got a, you got a, a solid pension. Uh, so let's say you're 60, 65 years old now. Got a strong pension. Um, you're going to have Social Security coming in. And then along the way, they saved a bunch of money into their 401k because they all do that sure. work at CAT. Yeah. And they're going to retire and they're really not going to need any money to live on because this pension and the Social Security covers it all. And so they leave those dollars in that 401k. Mm -hmm. And then come 72, they get surprised because they got to start taking money out at that point and they jump way up into a higher right. tax bracket. Yeah. Yeah. And so. A lot of times I like to tell tell folks that it's it's not really about today. It's let's try to avoid calamity at 72, Absolutely. basically. Yeah, absolutely. There's a farmer analogy. I know you would understand this. Kendall sure. is a farmer. And yeah. He was raised on a farm, and you don't get that out of the out of the kid. So he's a farmer, <laughs> and my grandsons are now farmers. And yeah. Here's an analogy. As a farmer, if I were to ask you, would you rather pay taxes on the seed that you plant in the heart in the spring? Yeah. Or would you rather wait until that seed has germinated, grown, and gone into this giant harvest in the fall? Would you rather pay tax on the whole harvest or that little seed? I want to pay tax on the seed. Yeah. It's the same thing with a 401k. I'm going to make up a number. Let's say a person has a, a million dollars in their 401k, and they don't want to pay tax on that. So they let it grow. 20 years from now, that, that $1 million's grown into $2 million. How much yeah. of that $2 million do they owe taxes on? All of it. 100% of it. Wouldn't yeah. I rather pay taxes on the million? Mm -hmm. Got it into a Roth IRA. Now my Roth is at $2 million. How much do I owe on the Roth? Nothing. Nothing. That's yeah. pretty cool. I'm a farmer. When yeah. it comes to that, I'm a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that every day of the week, right? Oh, man. Well, there's a lot there about Roth conversions. Um, we can obviously get in a lot deeper. If you're charitable-minded, there's a lot of cool things you can do with those dollars you haven't paid taxes on yet. 
once you're 70, right? Up until then, maybe not as much, but there's this Correct. thing called QCD. Qualified Charitable Distributions. Yep. yep. And basically that's where you can give dollars to any non-for-profit tax-free and then out of that bucket of money, IRA, 401k, whatever, and those non-for-profits can receive those dollars tax-free. Mm-hmm. Good tool. Unfortunately, your kids aren't non-for-profit, though. No, they, they do think they are, name, but not legally. All my daughters think their <laughs> name should have been Charity. Yes. <laughs> oh, not man. Charities. What about accounts that, um, so like non, what we would refer to as non-qualified accounts or joint accounts? Brokerage accounts, those kind of things. Accounts, yeah. yeah. Well, those are pretty cool. Those are pretty uh, tax um, efficient already, mm-hmm. meaning a person puts in $100,000 and it now has grown to $200,000. If they pull the money out, they're going to have capital gains taxes, not income taxes, but capital gains taxes on the growth only, not the original 100. Yep. But if they pass away and leave that, mm-hmm. so far as the rules stand today, we'll see in the future, but that whole 200000 yeah, would receive a step-up in cost basis and they would pass it on to their heirs tax-free. Yeah. Very efficient already. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not to bounce around a whole lot, but traditionally – uh, back to our caterpillar guy that we were talking about. Yeah, he gets to seventy-two. Mm-hmm. He starts taking those RMDs or required minimum distributions out of his four hundred one k, and he still doesn't need the money, so he pays the tax on them. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and invests them in a in a joint account or something with his wife or whatever it may be. Yeah, and then those dollars grow more inside of that account, and he decides he needs a boat, so he goes and buys a boat. With the dollars in that joint account, okay, he's going to pay taxes again, right? On the gains. Yeah. Yeah, on the gains. If he holds them for a short term, he's going to have some high taxes. Yeah. Holds them for longer than a year, he's got some lower taxes, but taxes are still going to happen in there. Yeah. If he converted to a Roth, those are all his dollars. I know it. Younger people, folks my age, 34. 100% of the advice. Ready? It's always <laughs> dangerous for me to give 100% advice to everybody, but here it comes. <laughs> if you're a young person... 100% of your dollars should be going to some kind of a Roth, not a yeah. traditional 401k, traditional IRA. If your company offers a Roth version of the 401k, get in it. Yeah. As your dad sitting here saying to you, get in it, get in it, get in it heavy. Yeah. Don't look back. If you have opportunity to get into a Roth IRA or Roth 401k, do it and don't look back. Yeah. You'll you'll be glad one day. Absolutely will. In the in the future. But what else? Anything else we need to talk mm-hmm. about? It's just like anything. When's the best time to make a good financial plan? Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday's gone. So when's the next best time? Mm-hmm. Right yeah. now. Get also, out. I think a lot of people that we meet with are typically close to retirement or, or nearing retirement, and they are in the situation um, where all or the majority of their dollars have not been taxed yeah. yet, mm-hmm. and they always think, "Man, I just really screwed this up." But I guess what I'm trying to say is. You're in the same boat as everybody else. You didn't Everybody's screw it up. that way. We still have great great tools in front of us to reduce what has been done. Yeah. Can't go backwards. Yesterday's gone, but we can go forward. Sure. We have great tools in front of us to fix those problems. Yeah. Okay. Well. Take action. You got it. What do you got? You got any fun tips of the day today? Fun tips of the day. Yes, I do. I can't wait to hear this. You ready? Have grandsons. <laughs> Forget your kids' names and just love life. You know, anybody that knows me, you know this, Kendall. Anybody that knows me, know that's all I talk about to my grandsons. Yeah, they're true. Crazy about those boys. I would take any tips from the from the listeners on how to how to uh, undo the spoiling of grandparents. If you call in, yeah, you will be disconnected immediately from that <laughs> phone call. Yeah, 
Don't give him any tips on that. No, grand, that's part of the grandparenting life. Yeah. Well, I know you've been successful because they cry every time they come home. That's so. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. When they cry for their papa, things are good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, make sure you tune in next week for your Retirement Blueprint podcast. Can't wait to see you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.